0: Welcome to the Unapologetic Mompreneur, the podcast for mums with an online business who are ready to take back their time, home, business, and self so they can restore the balance and thrive, both at home and at work, without feeling like they have to choose between the two. I'm your host, Sarah Dew, life and biz coach for mumpreneurs. I'm also a mum, stepmom, wife, introvert, breast cancer survivor, and your mentor for making a change for the better. I've learned how to go from surviving to thriving and unapologetically create a business I love and the life I want for me and my family without worrying about what other people think. And now I'm here to help you do the same. Because being an unapologetic mompreneur doesn't mean that we're selfish or that we don't care about others. It simply means that we are not afraid to show up as our true authentic selves, to step into our purpose, do what we know is right for ourselves and the ones we love and take the steps we need to take to make our dream life and business a reality. Join me each week where I'll be sharing all of my best tips and strategies plus the occasional dose of tough but gentle love to help you feel empowered, motivated and confident to take action so that you can become the mum, wife, biz owner and woman you know you are meant and deserve to be. So, are you ready to unapologetically create a business and life you love? Let's do this. Hey there, and welcome to episode 24 of the Unapologetic Mompreneur podcast. This episode is part two of a four-part mini-series where we are diving deep into the four pillars to creating a business and life you love. These four pillars are the framework that I take my one-on-one coaching clients through and that I personally use to help me go from surviving to thriving in my mompreneur journey and they can totally help you to do the same. When you focus on and nurture these four pillars, they are the key to going from surviving to thriving and to thrive both at home and in your business without feeling like you have to choose between the two. And in the last episode, episode 23, we kicked things off with the pillar one, the love yourself pillar, because everything starts and ends with us. And nothing matters more. Nothing is set more important than making our own well being a priority and filling our cup too, so that we are then able to take care of the ones we love, including our businesses. And so that is why that is the pillar one, because everything starts and ends with us. And so if you haven't listened to that yet, Go and check that one out too and you will find the link for that in the show notes. And in today's episode, episode 24, we are diving deep into the love your family pillar. If you're not feeling as connected to your kids right now as you would like or you're finding it hard to spend quality time with them or be fully present with them without getting distracted with all of the things This episode is for you. I'm going to be sharing five simple strategies that you can implement today to take back control of family life and start creating the family life that you want to live. Now, I know it goes without saying that you love your family, but I bet there are aspects of family life that frustrate you and make it feel like hard work. Moments like when your kids still haven't cleared up despite you asking them five times already. Moments where dinner and bath time take forever and then you realise that they still have homework to do. You find yourself wishing it was bedtime already because they just won't stop arguing or answering you back and you try to spend time together on the weekends but something always gets in the way. If this sounds familiar you are not alone. As mums our families are our top priority. There is nothing we want more than for our family to be happy and to spend quality time with them but sometimes that can be so hard because life is just so busy and there is always something that needs doing and something else that needs our attention. So how do we nurture this pillar and what can we do to live a happier family life? Goes without saying that we want to spend as much time as we can with our families, but sometimes that is easier said than done. Ask any one of the members of my online community and my Facebook group, and they will tell you that one of their biggest frustrations as a parent is finding the time to do all of the things and still spend quality time and feel connected to their kids. We are so overwhelmed by and bogged down with the day-to-day that it feels like there is never any time left to do anything else. We try doing things with our kids after school, but the dinner bath bed routine takes up the majority of those precious few hours. And finding time on the weekends is not easy either. No matter how well intended our Saturday mornings might start out, there is always something that crops up to distract us. Whether it's homework, housework, errands or all of the DIY jobs that need to be done, those good intentions of spending quality time with our kids can very quickly go out of the window and before we know it, Sunday night is upon us again and we realise that yet again we have had very little quality time with our kids and our spouse. So how do we do it? How do we take back control and how do we start nurturing this pillar? Here are the five strategies that I use and I share with my one-on-one coaching clients to help them take back control of family life and to start feeling more connected to their kids. Follow these five strategies and you will create a deeper connection with your kids. You'll find the time to start dating your spouse again, family life will become easier to manage and you'll discover that your grass is already a whole lot greener than you thought it was. Anytime I start to feel frustrated with the family life we are living, I revisit these five steps and I refocus my efforts and life soon goes back to being less stressful and more enjoyable. So the first step to nurturing this love your family pillar is appreciating the family life that you already have. Whatever your family situation might be, whatever family life looks like to you, the first step to creating a family life that you love and nurturing this pillar is appreciating the family life that you already have. It matters not whether you are a single mom or whether you are married, nor does it matter whether your children are your own. They are adopted or you've remarried and you now have stepchildren. They could be toddlers or teenagers, they could be toddlers and teenagers. Maybe you only see them on the weekend or you split the school holidays with an ex-partner. The reality is that families come in all shapes and sizes. There is no norm and no two families are the same and everybody's family is different. We know this and yet we still find it hard to resist the urge to compare ourselves to others, to compare our lives and our ability to parent to what we see on social media And whilst that is fine to a certain extent, too much comparison can be dangerous. If we're not careful, we can fall into that comparison trap, the trap that makes us feel like we're not good enough, that we're doing something wrong, that we're a crappy mother or that others are doing it better. And if we let them, those feeds can bring us down. They can make it hard for us to be satisfied with and appreciate the family life that we already have. But you know what? Family life looks nothing like how it's portrayed on social media. Those curated snapshots show nothing of what real family life is like. They are just snippets of fleetingly perfect moments that do not tell the whole story. Behind that shot of the kids jumping up and down on the maid bed is an overflying pile of laundry. Behind the shot of the brother and sister hugging with big smiles on their faces is the 10 minutes it took to take the picture because they wouldn't stop arguing. And behind that cute selfie of the mum and her daughter are the five unpostworthy pictures, because a daughter wouldn’t smile for the camera or she didn’t like the angle or felt she didn’t look good enough. We all know this, and yet for some reason, we still let those curated feeds bring us down. We cannot help but measure our own imperfect moments against those seemingly perfect pictures and think that family life for us will never be like the posts we find ourselves double tapping on. And it can be the same in real life, too. We all have that family member who seems to have it all together, that friend whose kid is always the best behaved in the playground, and the organic mum in our mother and toddler group who grows all her own vegetables and cooks everything from scratch. Wondering where we're going wrong, why we aren't doing it as good as they are, we can be left feeling like we are failing miserably in our role as a parent. But just like those Instagram and Facebook posts, what we are seeing are just snippets, snapshots of good moments that don't tell the whole story. What we don't see is the tantrum that the perfectly behaved child had before leaving the house because they didn't want to put on their coat or sit in the buggy. What we don't see is that the child of the organic mum spends more time throwing his food across the kitchen than he does eating it. And what we don't realise about the family member who seems to have it all together is that she's secretly seeing a therapist because she lost her confidence and is struggling to cope but is too afraid to ask for help. Behind closed doors, every one of those seemingly perfect mums are struggling just as much as we are. It's so easy to compare our own family life with that of others and for us to want what they have. But the reality is that family life is as tough for them as it is for us. They might not be struggling with the same things we're struggling with, but I guarantee you that one way or another, they are having just as much of a hard time as we are. And just like us, they have days where nothing goes right, days where they're tearing their hair out too, and days where they find themselves sobbing on the bathroom floor because they just don't know what else to do. If we're truly honest, family life is far from perfect. We cannot expect to live under the same roof as our spouses and our kids 24-7 and not have the odd squabble about something. It's just not possible. There will be times where the kids fight, times where they don't do as they're told, and times where you all rub each other up the wrong way. That's just how it is. But in between those frustrations and parts of family life you don't like quite so much, there are parts that are pretty great. Your kids' giggles, their smiles, the hugs, the times they play nicely together, and the times where they tell you they love you make it all worthwhile. And whilst they may not always show it or know how to show it, you are their world. They love you unconditionally, and in their eyes, you are perfect and can do no wrong. Yes, there will be times where family life is tough and it doesn't look as perfect as the picture you painted in your head, but that doesn't mean that what what you have isn't great. Whatever your situation may be and whatever shape your form family life takes for you, there is so much that is already good about the family life you have. You already have so much to be thankful for. You might just not know it yet. And so if you're feeling low about your family situation and the struggles that you are having, try writing down all of the things that you are thankful for and the things that you love about your family. Ask your kids what they love about family life too and add them to the list. One of my favorite ways to do this is to start a family gratitude journal and add the new thing that you are thankful for every single day. I love some of the things that Harrison comes up with that we always talk about that he is thankful for that day and it always makes me smile and he always comes up with things that I wasn't expecting. You will be amazed by how much better you instantly feel and no matter how bad things might seem, that gratitude journal serves as a great reminder that your grass is already so much greener than you thought it was. What do you love about your family? Spend a few moments writing down those things in a journal and then anytime you need to, go back and read things through it again. And it really does just help you kickstart nurturing this love your family pillar. Step two, strategy number two is to use routines to help you make life run a little smoother. Because life never stops and there is always a million and one things that need doing. Our mornings are taken up with getting ready for school and cooking and cleaning gets in the way of playtime after school. Weekends are usually taken up with jobs around the house. So how on earth are we supposed to still find the time to get those things done and have time for each other and to feel connected to and spend quality time with our kids by using routines? Because routines make life easier. They make the jobs we have to do become a habit so that they take up less time in our thoughts and they make the house run smoother and more like a well-oiled machine so that things stay tidier, longer and easier to put things away, giving us more time to spend time with one another. What routines do you currently have at home that you can use to help you make life easier to manage so that you then have more time to spend time with your kids? In episode 17, I shared five routines that help make life easier. Five routines that I firmly believe every single mum printer should have. So definitely go and check that episode out because I dive deep into each of those. But very briefly, they are the school morning routine, making sure that you have got a routine set so that your kids know what they're doing and you can get out of the door on time. A housework routine, having a cleaning plan and sticking to it. Things like doing a load of washing every day, cleaning the bathrooms on the weekend, having everybody muck in and help by doing age-appropriate chores. That really does make all of the difference. I am not ashamed to get my boys working and help me on the weekend so that we can get all of the chores done faster and then have more time to spend together. By having an evening routine so that we can clear the decks and make sure everything's cleared up after dinner so that everything is done and sorted, ready for the next day. A bedtime routine and a Sunday planning routine. I swear by my Sunday planning routine, it helps set me up for the week ahead so that I can then have a rough idea of what meals I'm cooking, what I need to get in the grocery shopping, checking in on my online banking to make sure that all is set, and writing out my priorities for the week ahead. Having those routines makes life so much easier. Not only that, though, the most important thing for nurturing the Love Your Family pillar Is that they then make time and easier family life to manage so that you then have more time with your kids because those routines make life easier. They make things that we need to do become a habit so that they take up less time. And because of that, we then have more time to spend with our kids. So spend some time thinking about and looking at all of the different routines that you have. Are they working for you? What can you do to tweak them to make them work for you even better? And are there any new routines that you can create and add to help you do that? So go and check out and listen to episode 17 if you haven't done so already. And if you want a bit of extra help with this one and nailing your routines, then go and snag my quick win masterclass, Rock Your Routines. It goes through all of these routines and it helps you to review the routines that you've already got, assess what's working for you and not, and actually just help you to make your routines work for you all year round so that you have more time to spend with your kids. You'll find the link to sign up for that one in the show notes. Strategy number three, step number three is to make spending time together a priority. This one might sound obvious, but we don't do it as often as we could. We might have good intentions and it goes without saying that we want to spend time with our kids, but it's so easy to get distracted by everything else around us. In a bid to keep on top of our to-do lists, we do a little bit here and a little bit there whilst telling our kids in a minute and not right now, a mummy just needs to X, Y, Z. And then before knowing it, we know it, it's time for bed and the day is gone again. It's easy to feel like we don't have enough time to spend quality time with our kids, but the reality is that we do. We just need to be intentional about what we do and with the time that we have. We all have the same 24 hours and so whether you work full-time on your business, whether you're part-time on your business, whether your child is with you full-time or whether your time is split with an ex-partner, there are plenty of ways to carve out more time for you and your family. When we stop to look at how we are spending our time, we can realise that there is a lot of it is being wasted on activities that don't really matter. How do you spend the time that you have together? Ask yourself if you are making the most of it. Is it quality family time, time where you are fully present, or are you usually distracted trying to do two things at once? Are you trying to juggle playing a game with loading the washing machine while simultaneously trying to cook dinner and post to Instagram? Yes, we need to get dinner on the table and our close need washing, but is there a way that you could get those tasks done and still give your kids your undivided attention? Look at everything you do and how you do it. Are there any little pockets where you can claw back some time? And are you really being super intentional about the way that you are spending time together? And is there any way that you can carve and bring in doing more of the things that you like to do together and doing them more often? So some of the strategies that I use with my boys for carving out extra time is making the effort to all get up earlier on the weekend so that we can have breakfast together. And Sunday has become a tradition now where it is a brunch day. And the boys automatically ask on a Friday now, what is for brunch on Sunday? Because it's something that we do together intentionally every single Sunday. And it's something that we always look forward to. Make Friday or Saturday night family night. Can you play games together on a Friday night? Or is it maybe watching a movie night? Together, we do that. And Sunday nights is our night where we spend time with the eldest, with Oscar. And we will sit and watch a movie with him. Because there's a lot of movies now, he's 25, that we can watch together that aren't appropriate for Harrison yet. And so that is how we carve out time to spend one-on-one time with Oscar, is by having that movie night together. And then one of my favorite ways of spending time with Harrison is we get up together on a Saturday morning. He will get me out of bed at half past seven on a Saturday morning and we will spend a good hour down on the sofa. When he was younger, it was watching cartoons together. But now he's older, it tends to be just paying pass and play on the PlayStation or something like that or watching something on TV together before everybody else gets up. Let them help around the home as well. Get them involved in the chores. Not only does this mean that when it's all done you're a lot quicker, and you have the rest of the weekend together, but you're spending time together as well. You know, they can work together with you to help you wash the car, to mow the lawn, and just do a few things around the house. And then be super mindful about how you use your time on the weekends. We like breaking ours up so that we'll have the two days And then we look at some of the jobs that we need to be doing, any activities, any errands and things that we need to run, any DIY jobs that need doing around the house. And we'll make sure that we'll spend one day getting things done of doing the housework, doing any jobs and errands, with Harrison doing his homework and getting all those nitty bits and pieces all done so that we then have the other day free so that we can spend quality time together knowing that we've taken care of things. And that works really, really well for us. So how could you make spending time together a priority Look at what your pockets of time are. Ask yourself how you like to spend time together. Ask your kids what they like doing with you and get really intentional about how you spend the time that you do have together. But remember that it's quality over quantity. It doesn't have to be for hours and hours and hours. It's just being super intentional about how you do spend the time that you have and doing the things that are gonna make you feel connected. Step four, strategy four to nurture your love, your family pillar is to not forget your spouse. Now, I am no relationship expert, far from it, but I have spent a considerable amount of time with my husband during the almost 17 years that we have been married, and it has taught me a thing or two about what it takes to make a relationship work. Like every couple, we have our ups and downs, but the one thing that helps us stay strong is quality time together. Because with so much time being spent, mum and dad, there can be very little time left for you and your partner to be a couple but you need to be a couple too. And if you want to keep your marriage and your relationship strong and you want to keep your love alive, you need to make time for one another and it needs to be on a regular basis, not just birthdays and anniversaries, which is quite often what we were doing in the early days when we first had Harrison because life was just so busy. But then we realized that we needed to make spending time with each other as much of a priority as spending time with our kids and at the bare minimum to try and have a monthly date night. Even if it was a night at home once the kids were in bed when Harrison was younger and it was harder for us to get a babysitter. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you are spending time together and just like time with your kids and time for yourself, that it's in the diary and that it's non-negotiable. Just like having that happy list that I talked about in the last episode for doing things that help you feel nurtured and fill your cup. Have a go at making a list of all of the things that you like to do with your partner and with your spouse, and then try and do something from it each month. Try and make the most of all of the little pockets of time that you have together. One of the favorite ways that we like to do that and spend time together is to cook a date night dinner together. We love cooking in the kitchen. And so sometimes on a Friday, we'll sort the boys out first, and then we will spend time chefing and prepping and cooking dinner for us to have together. We have always got a series on Netflix that we're working our way through. And in the evenings, once we've cleared the decks and sat down, we will watch an episode, sometimes a couple more, but we will always try and watch something that we are working our way through. And whenever a season finishes, we will try and find something else that we can start working through so that we've always got something that we can watch together. One of my favourite ways of nurturing this pillar and making time for date nights and time together is to have what I call uh, the monthly dates, the year of dates, and it's picked out a one date for every month of the year based on what the weather's doing and the season and we're in and whether it's possible to go outside or stay indoors and we have something and so have a look at if it's been a long time since you've dated your spouse come up with 12 different things that you can do together whether it's going for a walk around your local forest and having a picnic or sitting at home and watching a movie when you wouldn't normally watch one cooking dinner together going out for dinner going and visiting somewhere in your area, like if you would, if you were a tourist and somewhere that you haven't explored together yet, make a list of 12 different things that you could do together that would count as dates and then assign them to a month of the year. And then you've already got time put in the diary of when you are going to spend time together and date your spouse. And if you're struggling to find time for one another, get creative. Do a babysitting swap with a friend where you ask them to look after your kids one evening so that you can go out and then return the favour. We did this a couple of times and it worked really, really well. If your kids are at nursery or school, book a day off work and go on a date during the day instead of the evening. Doesn't matter how you do it or when you do it. What is important is that you are having regular quality time together as partners as well as being mum and dad. And then the final strategy, the final step to nurturing the love your family pillar is to let the little things go. To know that you don't need to do it all. This one has been the toughest for me. Accepting that my house does not need to be clean and tidy 100% of the time has definitely been a work in progress. Previously, everything had to be perfect before I left a house. The washing up had to be done, as did the drying up. There had to be a fresh load of washing in the machine, and I'm ashamed to admit that even the sofa cushions had to be straight. It would drive my husband bonkers. It can be incredibly frustrating when our homes are a mess and there's clutter everywhere. Keeping it clean and tidy can feel like an impossible task, especially when our kids mess it up the very second we have tidied it. We often joke that living with Harrison is like living with a mix of Curious George and the Tasmanian devil. He just does not stop and he literally is making a mess right behind me. But the thing is, our homes are not meant to be show homes. They're meant to be lived in. There's meant to be washing hanging everywhere. There are meant to be dishes in the sink and our shelves will gather dust. Learning to let the little things go can be tough. But if you want to carve out time with your family and you want life to be less stressful and more enjoyable, this one is a must. I'm not saying that you should forgo all housework, but sometimes it's okay to leave the hoovering and vacuuming until tomorrow. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be everywhere and do everything all the time. We judge our ability to be a good mum by how much we manage to tick off our to-do list and by how perfect we make birthdays and Christmas. We tell ourselves that in order for our kids to have a good childhood, that they have to have the latest toys and our homes have to be spotless palaces. But all our kids want is their attention and for us to play with them. If you asked your kids to choose between doing the ironing or playing with them, what do you think they would say? Your kids don't care what state the house is in, nor are they fussed by the size of your laundry pile. They don't care that the ironing basket is overflowing, but they do care about you spending time with them. As long as they have your undivided attention, they are happy. Know that you don't need to do everything all the time. Know that it's okay to leave the wet washing in the machine for an hour while you play with your kids. That it's okay to vacuum when you get back from the park instead of before you go. And that it's okay to snuggle on the sofa for five minutes longer. The housework will still be there after, but your kids will be grown up before you know it. And by allowing for those few extra moments together, they and you will feel happier and more connected. So give yourself permission to let the little things go. There are my five strategies for nurturing that love your family pillar. The first is to appreciate the family life that you already have. It matters not what family situation you have and what it looks like. And if it's different to the one that you pictured when you were growing up, I never imagined for a second that I would be a stepmom or that I would be a stepmom before actually having my own child. But actually i can't imagine it being any other way now and i love my eldest as much as if he was my own boy to me he is my flesh and blood and i love him as much as i love harrison so spend some time thinking about what you already love about your family and ask your kids what they love about family life too step number two strategy number two is to use routines to make life easier to manage Have a look at the routines that you are using and are they working for you? How can you tweak them? And are there any new routines that you can create that will help you make home life easier to manage so that you have more time to spend time with your kids without being distracted by all of the things? And don't forget, if you want to dive into deeper into that one, to go and snag my Rock Your Routines Masterclass, where you'll find the link for in the show notes. Strategy number three is to make spending time together a priority. To look at the pockets of time that you have and to get really, really intentional about spending the time together that you do have. Make a list of all of the things that you love to do together and get intentional about clawing back and doing things that you can do together to make the most of the time that you have. Ask your kids for ideas about what they love to do, build that into the weekends and just make spending time together a priority. And remember, it's quality over quantity. It doesn't have to be hours and hours at a time. It's what you're doing together with the pockets of time that you have that truly matters. Strategy number four is to not forget your spouse, is to make time for you together as a couple as well as being mum and dad and to actually spend some time doing date nights together and doing things that help you connect and stay connected as a couple. Remember my favourite way of doing that is to come up with 12 different date ideas and to pick one for each month assign them to the month so that you have a year of monthly dates booked in. And then finally, strategy number five is to let the little things go, to know that you don't need to do everything all the time, that it's okay for things to wait for a little while so that you can spend a few more minutes quality time with your kids. Hope that those tips have helped. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from this episode all about this pillar is and what steps you're going to take over the next few weeks and months to start nurturing your love your family pillar. Send me a DM over on Instagram at the Unapologetic Mumpreneur, and I will see you in the next episode where we are going to be diving deep into the Love Your Home pillar. If you are ready to make your house a home and make it feel like a true reflection of you and your family, you are definitely going to want to tune into that episode. And I will see you then. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me for another instalment of the Unapologetic Mumpreneur podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to leave me a rating and a review so that other mumpreneurs can find this podcast too. Here's to unapologetically becoming the mum, wife, biz owner and woman you know you are meant and deserve to be. I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode. Bye for now.